0: The book of Proverbs is uh, one of the books that we call wisdom uh, literature. It's a little bit different from uh, the other types of books that we see in the Bible. Um, And it more closely approaches um, what you see in some of the Greek philosophy and other philosophies in that... um, it doesn't measure behavior specifically on obedience to specific commandments. That's called the divine command theory of um, of ethics, where God tells you to do something and you go do it. And it doesn't really re- require any input or uh, interpretation on your part. In fact, the more blindly uh, and automatically you obey, the better. When this kind of literature, Uh, this is more closely approaching, say, the ethics of Aristotle, where um, proper behavior, uh, behaving properly, is being able to look at a situation and correctly figure out what's going on there and take the appropriate action. Um, So you're learning how to behave by watching people older than you in those situations, how they behave. and it's fitting because aristotle's uh, nicomachean ethics is addressed to his son uh, nicomachus um and the uh, proverbs is written as a father to a ch- you know son or if we want to be more inclusive a parent to a child um and this is how you should behave by listening to my words and by Uh, copying them and really ultimately my own behavior that you've seen in my life uh, is the the idea. Uh, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels to understand a proverb and the interpretation the words of their wise of the wise in their dark sayings so being able to have discretion um in the Philosophy of Aristotle in his ethics, uh, that ability is called sophrosune. It's a meta-ethic. It makes the other ethics um, work. So, for instance, uh, his number one example of a virtue is courage, but courage is placed between two extremes. At one extreme, you have um, rashness at the other extreme you have uh, cowardice so rashness you're running to the battle uh, ahead of everybody else and getting yourself killed Uh, cowardice you're running away from the battle Um, the right amount of courage is the courage to stay with your group and do what needs to be done and how do you know how much courage is enough well that's wisdom Uh, so without wisdom none of the other uh, virtues work uh, without prudence, without sophrosine, without good judgment. Uh, we might call it the uh, gambler um, uh, principle after Kenny Rogers. Uh, You've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know, know when to walk away, know when to run. And that comes with experience. Um, but how can you take a shortcut uh, so that you can act wise without having to go through all of the um, learning process where you can listen to somebody who's been there and believe them Uh, i have a friend whose dad told him son you don't have time to make all the mistakes you need to look around at others and you know learn from theirs as well so we need to learn from the mistakes of others and that's what we call wisdom Um, so here we've got the the parent telling the child Here's how you can become wise. Uh, And one way is through direct experience, but another way is through listening to others and learning from their experience. Okay, and here uh, the Proverbs uh, veers off from Aristotle. uh, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So here we have... um, an antithesis, uh, um, antithetical parallelism, if you will, uh, from our uh, psalm study. Although I don't think this is poetry, but um, it works. Um, So you've got two kinds of ignorance in the book of Proverbs. Uh, One kind of ignorance is open. It's willing to listen. It's willing to learn, and it's willing to uh, modify behavior uh, to avoid dire consequences. Uh, And this person, the original, is called the son. We can call this the child, uh, the person who is willing to uh, place themselves under the authority of the older, wiser individual who's trying to teach them something. There is another kind of, and this first kind of ignorance is lack of knowledge and equally as important, lack of experience. There is another kind of ignorance, though, that is in the book of Proverbs, and which we see all too often around us. Um, and this is um hostile toward knowledge, antithetical toward wisdom. Um in fact um There's this uh, kind of effect. For these people, there's something called, for the fool, there's something called the backfire effect, which uh, sociologists have begun to note, which is that um, the more you try to convince them that they're wrong, the more they believe that they're right. So they're fools. They refuse to accept knowledge that doesn't fit in with their folly. And uh, they reject it out of hand, probably laugh at you, scoff. Uh, Just imagine you go home, uh, you know, family gathering, and uh, you go out back and crazy Uncle Liberty's out there flipping the burgers on the barbecue and uh, drinking a beer and smoking a cigar and telling you about how uh, this climate change stuff is a uh, George Soros slash China hoax that they've paid for. Say, well, actually, Uncle Liberty, I've been learning some stuff while I've been off at school and let me talk to you about it. Talk to him about 30 minutes and give him your best uh, information, newest scientific information about uh, climate change and how it's caused by humans and how we're going to literally flood the state of Louisiana uh, if we don't start changing. At the end of that conversation, do you really think Uncle Liberty will change his mind? Or will you see the backfire effect take place where... He uh, not only doubles down on uh, climate change as a hoax, but believes you've been bought off and are getting, no doubt, rich off a George Soros check. I'm going to warn you now that I've never gotten my Soros check, so (laughs) don't be expecting it. Um, So the fool. In the proverbs, it kind of writes off the fool. Uh, There's not a whole lot of hope that Somebody who is uh, in their folly is going to change. It's like you're wasting your time trying to win them over. Um, so you've got to um, be able to differentiate between the two kinds of ignorance. so that you don't waste your time uh, trying to impart wisdom to somebody who uh, simply rejects wisdom. There's another thing uh, that I want to mention when we're on this verse about the fear of God being the beginning of wisdom. Um, In these ethical systems, and Proverbs is a book on ethics, I believe, Um, whereas... um, Ethics is a little bit different uh, from divine command theory. In the divine command theory, God tells you to go do something. Using your judgment is only uh, in aid to carrying out the order. What's the best way uh, to uh, carry out this order? Uh, Not, should I carry it out? Should I not? What degree do I have this virtue going? So ethics is a little bit different. but where do your ethics begin? And that's where ethical systems start to diverge, is uh, in their starting place. So for the Proverbs, you start with the fear of God. For Aristotle, and I teach Aristotle's ethics in my ancient civ class, and my students Even after I tell them this, they have trouble holding on to it. It just goes out of their mind because it seems so ridiculous to the modern American ear. But Aristotle sees ethics as a subcategory of the highest um, manifestation of human art. The highest and noblest human art for Aristotle is politics the art of living in a polis, because if you don't have politics, you don't have a polis, if you don't have a polis or a city-state, you don't have civilization, and you're in a constant state of tribal uh, conflict. So for him, ethics allows you to learn how to be, or enables you to be a good citizen of the polis so that the polis survives and the civilization survives. And so ethics is critical to being a good citizen. And you see this kind of approach basically in our school system, where part of what we try to teach kids is... Uh, good citizenship and not just in civics classes and poli sci classes but in all of our classes we're teaching our kids okay you gotta be at school at eight in the morning you gotta sit in your chair you gotta be quiet at certain times You got to uh, learn these certain things uh... but far and above the content that we teach kids we also are teaching them how to behave in a way that uh, we want our citizens to behave Uh, a third ethical system is the one developed by Confucius. And for him, the beginning of wisdom was not the polis. It was not fear of God. It was respect for one's elders, especially starting with a child respecting parents. And if you don't learn to respect your parents, then when you get grown, you'll be Uh, defiant of the people in authority over you, you will be a bully to people who are under your authority, and you'll be hard to get along with, um, uh, you know, raise trouble for those around you who are your equals. Uh, So you won't be able to handle any element of life because you never learned how to respect your parents. I think that my dad was a secret Confucian. So verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So uh, generally you won't be wasting a lot of time with the fool. They will reject what you have to tell them out of hand and be on their way uh, unless they decide to annoy you on Facebook. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. I mean, this is not uh, slavery chains, this is bling. Uh, my son, so here we get into the actual wisdom. What, what, what is the practical uh, set of virtues that we are trying to learn as children? Um, If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. So watch out for temptation. Um, If they say, come with us, let us lay in wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole, as they that go down to the pit. We shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our house with spoil. And so um, the beginning is... Uh, people trying to entice you to steal, and uh, we want you to go along with us and you know you can imagine even updated uh let 's get in a car let 's steal a car and ride around or let 's go out and uh, uh, waylay people as they go down the street and steal their wallet, but I guess this is scalable. you can start to steal whole houses and countries and you know, get even richer um Cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them, reframe thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. So um, the first bit of advice is, um, you know, watch out for that peer pressure, which is certainly um, very valuable in uh, advice for Uh, young people, especially if you think uh, high school age, when we're so susceptible to peer pressure. Uh, Verse 20, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of the concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make my words um, I will make known my words unto you so um, wisdom having wisdom is not a mark of not because of raw intelligence. We, we pay high stock in our society on a certain kind of intelligence, the ability to do math, the ability to do science the knowledge you need to be a doctor Um, but wisdom is actually very democratic it's out in the street calling and if you listen and follow it then you too can become wise it's not just for really really smart people in fact you can be too smart to be wise Uh, i can speak from personal experience about that Um, so being Wise is different from being smart. Being wise is basically being uh, willing to learn. And so wisdom is out there waiting for you if you'll only go to it. Uh, It's not an esoteric for the initiated only. It's for everybody that wants it. Unfortunately, too many people don't want it. Too many people are perfectly happy being fools. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched up my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have said at nought. all my counsel, and would have none of my reproof. So we're back to the fool again. I will laugh at your calamity. I mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. So... You know, the time to seek wisdom is before you're being led away in handcuffs or uh, lying dead in the street from a drug overdose or something like that. You need to start listening before the consequences. Uh, And that's kind of what wisdom is, is being able to see consequences, Um, being able to tell what will work out well and what won't um, and avoid the things that won't. Okay, chapter 2, we're back to the child as opposed to the fool. And we get this uh, contrast going throughout the book. My, uh, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so, thou, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart, thine heart unto understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Uh, So again, uh, wisdom begins with God. And... uh, which is fitting, you know, it's a book in the Bible, and uh, so rather than look to parents or to the polis as the uh, kind of a lodestone of um, ethical behavior, uh, in, in the Bible we tend to look to God. Um, He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of the saints. And then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. So wisdom starts with a, an openness to God and a willingness to learn, and a desire to learn. uh The fool does everything they can to avoid learning wisdom. Uh, The the child um, wants wisdom and seeks it. Uh, Verse 10, When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. So again, we're converging back on uh, what we find in Aristotle's ethics, the idea that Uh, You need good judgment, you need discretion, you need discernment. These are words we don't hear a lot anymore. Um, But it's a matter of being able to judge a situation and take the appropriate action. And without good judgment, nothing else works. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil in the delight of the forwardness of the wicked, for the uh, whose ways are crooked, and they forward in their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth her with words. So um, as far as specific um, virtues the first virtue was uh, don't go along with people who are trying to steal and beat up other people Uh, and here we get uh, watch out for sexual indiscretions this is the second one we've come across um Which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her paths unto thee death. None that go unto her return again, neither take thy hold of the paths of life. That thou mayest walk in the way of the good men, and keep the paths of righteousness. Uh, For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors be rooted out of it. So here again, don't get too specific with um, the woman who's uh, trying to lead you astray, or the man, again, if we want to be inclusive. um, You know, whoever you are, um, one thing you don't want to do is become a crook and a, uh, you know, attack other people. Another thing you don't want to do um, is follow paths that will, uh, you know, a sexual indiscretion that will hurt you. Uh, chapter 3, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. So um, this is a little bit different, the, the stuff we've been reading in here, from the law type of law, where you, these are the rules, you follow the rules, um, he does have specific advice but it's not like thou shalt not and thou shalt do this it's more of i use your good judgment when you come into these situations don't be foolish for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee let not mercy and truth forsake thee bind them about thy neck write them on the table of thy heart so shall they find favor and good understanding in the sight of god and man Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So again, wisdom begins with God, and then God will guide you in your paths. Um, But not in a legalistic way in this book, so much as a practical way. uh, More of an intuition almost. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So here we do have the idea of the tithe. Um, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. So uh, here's the idea that um, God will be guiding you, um, sometimes in not so pleasant a way. Uh, 3.13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubles, Rubies, rubies, <laughs> and all the things thou, cannot des- um, thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. So um, wisdom is more valuable than material gain. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. So here uh, the wise person is more likely to live longer and more likely to have more money her ways are the ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that retaineth her Uh, the lord by wisdom hath founded the earth by understanding hath he established the heavens by his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop on the dew so In a sense, uh, our wisdom is supposed to come from God, and his wisdom is what he used when he was creating the universe. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. Uh, So here, you know, this one is um, rather broad in its application. It's saying whenever you see something good you can do, do it. Um, so there are a lot of places in life where that is. So it's a matter of learning a good way of looking at a situation and then applying that appropriately when the time comes. Uh, Verse 21, My son, let not them depart from thine eyes, keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they shall be life unto thy soul, and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, and when thou thou shalt not be afraid, yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the destruction of the wicked, when it cometh, For the Lord shall keep thy confidence, be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken." So here's the idea that um, different paths have different uh, destinations. The fool winds up being destroyed by the folly, uh, where the wise uh, shouldn't be afraid when that happens because they're wise, they're not going to suffer that fate. Withhold not good... Oh, we did this one. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, uh, when thou hast it by thee. So, if you can do something good, do it now. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Uh, Strive not with the man without cause, if he hath done thee no harm. Envy thou not the opposer, and choose none of his ways, for the forward is abomination to the Lord but his secret is with the righteous." Uh, So again, the basic um, antithesis of the Proverbs that the wise uh, listen to wisdom, people that are open to wisdom listen to it and become wise, uh, and the fool does not. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. Um. Chapter 4. Uh, we go back to when the uh, proverbist, if you will, is uh, small. Hear ye, children, the instructions of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine word heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Uh, so here we're kind of impinging on the... Um, Confucian, where you are taking the wisdom of your parents who took their wisdom from their parents, and so uh, so on, uh, going back. Uh, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and all thy getting, get understanding. So, um, you know, before you focus on anything else, focus on wisdom is what it's saying, and the other stuff will come. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give thee to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to thee Hear, O my son and receive my sayings in the years of thy life that the yeah in the years of thy life may be many i have taught thee in the way of wisdom i have led thee in the right paths when thou go thou steps shall not be straightened and when thou runneth thou shalt not stumble take fast hold of instruction let her not go keep her for she is thy life Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, and pass not. Turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is the shining light, and shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. So imagine uh, you're going along at night in a dark room and you're stumbling over stuff because you can't see it. And the fool does that all the time because they refuse to listen to somebody that told them where the stumbling places were. Um, skipped a page. I was wondering what was wrong. Uh, my son, this is uh, 4, verse 20. Attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, and keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto thee, that find them in health to all their flesh. So a lot of this is a uh, general exhortation. Uh, let's see if we can get to some specific stuff. Here we go down in verse uh, chapter 5. Verse 3 is a longer uh, warning against strange w- women, and we might add strange men as well, um, whoever it is that you want to be with, but you know that's not such a good idea. For the lips of a strange woman drop as in honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than all, but her end is bitter as wormwood and sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou should ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, and thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house, lest thou give thine honor unto others, and the years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. So you could wind up back in that day um, losing all your money. If you lose your money and you can't pay your bills, they go to court and you are made into a slave, and so you're working for somebody else in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction? And my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. Um, I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. So uh, there used to be these characters on Saturday Night Live, Hans and Franz, who are Arnold Schwarzenegger's cousins, and they were going to pump you up. And they would always say, hear me now and listen later. And there's a bit of that in this passage where you are hearing these words but not listening to them, and then later, when it's too late, you remember. And he's saying, don't let that happen to you. Oh, and here's the... um, the antithesis of that, the, what the wise person does. Let thou fountain be blessed, verse 18, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times. Uh, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of a man, of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth, all his goings his own iniquities shall take the wicked himself and he shall be holden with cords of his sins he shall die without instruction in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray so um yeah if you don't listen you'll wind up paying the paying the price for being foolish um So there is um, a strain of thought that would hold that all sex is inherently bad and should probably be avoided, um, but that's not what he's saying. So he's he's wanting to make clear: I'm not saying sex is bad. I'm saying don't have sex with people that's uh, that are inappropriate and are uh, going to harm you. And here you can be with the wife of thy youth. Y'all have sex. Y'all enjoy it. It's good. It's just very powerful and can hurt you as well as fulfilling you. So chapter 6, verse... No, I guess three and following, um, always one of my favorites when I was growing up. I don't know, I I guess I liked to watch ants. Uh, Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend. Go humble thyself and make sure thy friend. Do not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Uh, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard, when wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and they want as an armed man. So here's another practical thing that you can apply, which is... Um, Um, You need to work hard probably to survive. That's certainly been the lot of most people through most of history. Um, And the ant, busy whenever you see them. They're out of their ant hill. They're going around hunting food and bringing food back so that they'll have something to eat. Uh, And if we don't apply ourselves then when the time comes that we're hungry there won't be any food in the house so uh, gathering calories is very important if you want to stay alive a little folding of the hands i could use a nap Uh, (laughs) but you don't always get one Uh, sometimes you have to work through the tiredness these six things this is verse 18 of chapter 6 Doth the Lord hate? Yes, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So, here are things you don't want, some things to avoid and one of this very practical you know stuff to do, stuff not to do um, so the next passages uh, starting with um, verse twenty and continuing on into chapter seven, the theme of is um largely uh still on uh sexual morality and immorality and um he tells his uh offspring not to commit adultery with your neighbor's wife um because that will dishonor you as well which is a little different from uh some the double standard we sometimes see which is it's okay for a guy to sleep around but not for a woman um here the um the advice seems to be closer to gender neutral. Um, you know that that you should uh, honor the commitments of others and honor your own commitments, and uh, that'll keep you from a lot of heartache when it comes to uh, sexual behavior. Um, in chapter seven, he talks about the strange woman, uh, verse five, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Uh, For at the window of my house I looked through my casement, and I beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man, void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way of her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of her an harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn, her feet abideth not in her house. Now is she without now uh, now is she without now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner, and she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, "I have peace offerings with me, um, this day I have prayed my vow, paid my vows, therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, therefore I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry and carved works and fine linen of Egypt, and I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. I don't know, he's not making this sound bad, is he? <laughs> um, for the goodman is not at home, he has gone on a long journey. So her husband is away, so she's um, you know changed the sheets and uh, taken a shower, and she's ready for some company. Um, and he goeth to her, after her straightway as an ox, goeth to the slaughter, or a fool, to the correction of the stocks. Um, so he's saying there will be, Nothing good can come of this. You've got to watch out. Um, And who hasn't been foolish in the um, situation involving uh, love? It's hard to avoid being foolish there. But he's telling, you know, this is the Proverbs approach to avoiding foolish behavior. So chapter 10, let's skip forward to there, it says the Proverbs of Solomon, Uh, and here we have what we typically think of as a proverb, which is a short statement, sometimes hard to understand, uh, that conveys a, a wise point. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Uh, So there's a proverb, you know, just a short sentence, self-contained, you could put that anywhere. And in fact, um, if the book of Proverbs held all the proverbs that have ever been ascribed to Solomon, um, it would be a very long book indeed. Um, There was um, my dad's pastor when he was growing up was uh, going down the road one day and saw this lady, her buggy had uh, gone off the road. Their mule had veered, and she was in the ditch. So he stopped and helped her get out. He was helping her, and she said, Well, uh, Brother Rogers, I was well, sorry to hear about your barn burning, but you know what the Proverbs say, Them that's got, has got to lose, and them that ain't, can't. So actually, that's one of the Proverbs that didn't make it into the book. But here are some that did. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. So I think all of these so far have been the those um, antithetical parallels that we talked about in the book of Proverbs, where you take one thing and then it's opposite. Um, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. So back to the... A uh, sluggard again and sleeping through the day rather than getting busy and, um, you know, getting what you need to stay alive. He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causeth shame. So you got to get out there in the field when the harvest is ready. That seems very practical, very pragmatic, common sense kind of stuff, doesn't it? Blessings are upon the head of the just, but the violent covereth the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Uh, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prat- prating fool shall fall. Uh, he that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. Uh, again, all of these so far have been antithetical, I think. He that winketh with the eye causeth sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. Uh, those are synonymous, aren't they? The mouth of a righteous man is the well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of a wicked. Hatred stirs, stirth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. So uh, words of wise words to the wise. A stick on the back of the person that's not so wise. And they will learn through the um, liberal application of a few licks from uh, uh, the rod of correction. Uh, Verse 18 He that hideth hatred with lying lips, he that othereth of slander is a fool. So here we have uh, synonymous, uh, both of them describing basically the same thing. In The multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. So uh, less talk, but wiser talk, is what he's saying. The tongue of the just is his choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but but fools die for want of wisdom. So he equates righteousness and wisdom. Uh, You can't really be righteous if you aren't wise because you will make those mistakes that lead you away from righteousness. Okay, chapter one is some economic uh, justice. A false balance is... A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So if you have a small business, say you're uh, giving people flour or selling people flour, um, but your weight is false, then you aren't selling them as much as you claim to be. Um, And so he's all about making money and getting ahead honestly, but not by using dishonesty and from you know, the earlier stage of young people going out and robbing people in the roads. Well, as you get a little older and you have your own shop, the place that you're going to rob them is that shop. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressors, transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. So here's a contrast between wealth and a righteousness, and um, that 's a, probably a healthy antidote to some of the unpopular, some of the popular uh, prosperity gospel, which says that if you 're doing well, that 's because God loves you and because you 're doing right. And um, getting money doesn't mean you 're righteous. you can get money by dishonest means, and that just means you 're more under judgment. Okay, let's go ahead to chapter 30 when we get some uh, toward the back of the Proverbs. We start getting Proverbs of different people. It was kind of that process I was telling you about of people sticking stuff in the book of Proverbs that's not there. Well, early enough one, uh, you could stick something in the Proverbs and it would stay. And here we have Lemuel's Lessons of Chastity and Obedience, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Uh, So, here's kind of this um, uh, poem about a good woman written by, no doubt a good woman, uh, King Lemuel's mother. What my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows, give not thy strength unto women, or to the ways that destroyeth kings. So, remember how many kings got in trouble because they were rich and powerful, and decided that meant that they deserved to have affairs and got them in trouble. it is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine nor for princes strong drink um, let the, um, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto the hearts of those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open thy mouth for the dumb and the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. So this is part of a whole discourse which we have, uh, not just in Israel, about the proper ways for kings to behave. And uh, if you remember... In your history, there are kings who are famously self-indulgent, and they are remembered as being bad, like um, you know, Nero and Caligula in Rome, for example. Um, she's saying, it's not for you to be drunk all the time, you need to be judging righteously. And in verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman for a price as far above rubies? Uh, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that she he shall have no need of spoil so here is um, um an insight into the role of women in uh ancient Israel um, and part of it was taking care of the goods of the household and there was a you know stereotypical division of labor t- between men and women um, She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. And so um, one of the things that was stereotypically women's work, and not just in Israel, was uh, that of um, making clothes. And in the ancient world, you didn't go to Sears or Walmart if you wanted clothes. If you wanted clothes, you bought a sheep or <laughs> you bought some wool. And you started converting that and making it into... Um, making the wool into um, yarn and then weaving the yarn and then once you have a piece of cloth that you've made you can use that to make clothes she is like the merchant ships she bringeth her food from afar so another part of the stereotypical role of women was uh, involving food preparation and buying the food and fixing it she riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth the vineyard. So here we actually have um, stuff that's in many cases considered men's work uh, at the time, which was buying a field, planting it. Um, she girdeth her loins with. Sp- strength this uh, strengtheneth her arms she perceiveth that her merchandise is good her candle goeth not out by night uh, so she's up all night working when they say uh, women's work is never done uh, that was literally the case back in the day because there was always something to do you just ran out of strength had to sleep sometimes she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff And you can uh, look up pictures of uh, these online. They're probably very in time and place, but the basic function of the um, distaff and the spindle, wheel and spindle, uh, is very ancient. And that's how you take this wool and make it into thread. Uh, She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. So she's uh, generous. She reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. So uh, everybody has clothes to wear because, why? Because she got the wool, she used the spindle and the distaff and uh, made those clothes for them so they aren't cold in the winter. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Uh, which are both signs of immense wealth. Uh, Purple, uh, Tyrian purple, uh, was from the bay outside the city of Tyre. Uh, Divers would go down to the bottom and bring up mollusks and uh, they would boil them in the particular... um, the particular type of... uh, uh, mollusk that lives in that bay if you boil it you get purple out of it but it's terribly expensive uh very small quantities come from any one uh uh, one mollusk and and so it's a lot of diving and a lot of boiling and very expensive and therefore purple indicates wealth as does silk because silk at this time has to be brought all the way from china on camelback i imagine uh i'm not sure if any boat routes were available yet Um, her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. So husband doesn't seem to be working quite as hard as she is. Um, she maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. Uh, So here's a woman that basically has mastered the words of wisdom that we've been seeing all through the book of Proverbs. The things that he's been telling us to do, that's what she does. And notice it's not limited by gender. Um, A woman can be wise just as a man, even though... The conceit of the book is that it's a father talking to the son. Um, any any young person can learn this. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Well, obviously, every moment she's awake, she's working um, uh, to do all this stuff that she's being praised for doing. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her many daughters have done virtuously but thou excelleth them all favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feareth the lord she shall be praised so this is in contrast to the wanton women that he's been describing in such detail in earlier chapters and um, waiting till their husbands out of town so that they can go out and seduce young men. This woman is having none of that. So it's a different kind of lifestyle based on wisdom instead of folly. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So, um, you know, again, there is uh, there are religious traditions that see women as being second class. Um, she certainly has her own role, which is different from the role of men, because that's the way things are done. But she's good. She's wise. Uh, everybody knows that she's good, and they praise her for it. So, uh, And we see some of the roles of women in the ancient world, that women in this time are... Uh, in charge of food preparation, they're in charge of uh, clothing, Uh, they can even be in charge of some of the farming. Um, She buys a field, plants a vineyard, and that means she's overseeing the winemaking as well. So, um, It's a pretty wide-ranging role for a woman that's reflected in this passage in the Proverbs.